0: Purdy sneak touchdown
1: San Francisco and the baby face QB is fired up Purdy
0: Just punching that through to the left side. What is good? Everybody welcome to another gold standard instant reaction podcast. I'm Rob Stats Guerrera. It didn't look exactly how we thought it was going to look, but the 49ers get the victory over the rams their 12th straight victory that is the second longest it stands alone now second longest winning streak in 49ers history rams kick a field goal at the end for some weird reason i have no idea why and the niners start this season two and 0. I'm going to be with you, and Levin Black will be with you for the next oh hour or so. We'll talk about everything that happened in the game. The ninth straight regular season victory for the 49ers over the Rams. Before we get started, I just want to remind everybody, please rate, review, and follow the Gold Standard Podcast Network. If you want to help us grow, please, please, please leave us a review on Apple Pods. Five-star rating, please, and thank you. Okay, let's get into this one. It didn't look like it has in the past. It wasn't the dominant 49ers defense that we've seen in the past, but as we welcome in Levin Black, I was just saying, Levin, didn't look how it normally looks, but it's still nine straight regular season wins over the Rams, 12 straight regular season wins, and the Niners are 2-0. and
1: Yeah, it's not always going to be pretty, right? The Niners should have won this game uh, a little bit easier, but in the end, they won. And that's all that matters. Like, nobody's going to remember five games from now. Oh, they struggled against the Rams, and it took them a while to put them away. And, by the way, they dominated the second half. So, let's not pretend like they didn't dominate half this game. Like, the Rams didn't do anything offensively in the second half. They made their adjustments. And pretty much it's the same exact game that we've seen time and time again against the Rams. They give them the under- underneath which this time it's puka instead of cooper and that's it and eventually they get a stop you know they they're gonna get 10 20 30 yards every single drive they're gonna move the ball not too many three and outs but they do make a difference and eventually get a stop and then obviously they they got the turnovers in the second half which was what swung the game
0: we're gonna uh, get into everything shout out to larkin youtube channel member says guys this team is pretty good but I, you talked about the soft coverage in the first half. I mean, it was incredibly frustrating. Every tra- drop back Stafford just Nakua, Nakua, Nakua. And it was easy, uncontested catches. In the second half, however, that was not the case. Uh, Nick Wagoner had a good tweet with the Rams taking advantage of soft zones in the first half. Steve Wilkes dialed up the blitz. In the first half, they blitzed on 15% of the dropbacks and got no pressure whatsoever. Second half, they blitzed on almost half of Stafford's dropbacks, 43%. And they got nine pressures. So I know that Kyle Shinian talked about wanting to get more pressure at halftime because he mentioned it to Laura Oakman. I don't know if Wilkes felt the same way, but one way or another, they started blitzing and lo and behold, it worked.
1: So I guess I'll, I'll get to this sooner than I thought. I was going to save it because it is a negative. Uh, Bosa is not Bosa. Don't go
0: negative. No, no, we're not going negative. No,
1: no, no. that, That has to do with that. That's why there were no pressures in the first half. They're not able to get to the quarterback rushing four. And that is because he is not himself right now. Normally he destroys one half of the offensive line and other guys benefit from it. That's not happening right now. He's not playing terribly. He's just not the, you know, one of the best pass rushers in the league, currently version of himself. And that is affecting the team. He has to
0: blitz. 49ers get their 12 straight win, nine straight over the Rams, two and oh, and Levin comes out in the first five minutes of the show and goes negative. And I'm the negative one. We'll get to that. But I, I-, I go to reality
1: and you brought up the blitzing that they struggled in the breathe. first half.
0: I disagree. I think the Rams were getting rid of the ball so damn fast that nobody could get pressure on Matt Stafford because they were playing soft coverage and the Rams wanted to throw it quick anyway. And so it was easy. It was just just dotting all over the field. Nobody could get to Stafford. He's throwing the ball in like a second.
1: You're just so desperate to get rid of that negative Nancy label, aren't you?
0: Was he not throwing the ball fast? Was he taking seven step drops? Tell me I'm wrong.
1: He was throwing it quick, but like nobody was beating their guy there there was no oh he won that matchup nobody was oh. winning their matchups one on one
0: Look, here it is edgardo you you've already started at levin for 120 million guaranteed we better see some pressure i don't want it's going to gonna be, come you know,
1: but he is clearly rusty put it that way he sat out all of training camp and preseason so to expect him to dominate right off the bat yeah that that was asking for a little too much
0: he had three quarterback hits it's not like he did nothing in the game. And he drew multiple holding flags, some of which were do big, that, yeah. by the way. Um, a couple of them were big. The first one he drew just stuffed a Rams drive. Uh, the, the one drive they didn't score a touchdown on in the first half is because that drive came to a screeching halt because Bosa drew a holding penalty. So, you know, he uh, maybe he's not 100%, but I still don't think it was like be, just because Bosa wasn't up to snuff. I think it was a combination of what the Rams were doing.
1: Yeah, there's some truth in that, sure. The Rams, the Rams always have that, that strategy, get the ball out quick. Like I said, this was the same formula we've seen time and time again, the Rams move the ball, but the Niners defense gets a few more stops and that ends up being the difference because the Rams can't stop the Niners offense. And the uh, Niners defense is basically saying, Hey, we're going to give you five yards every time. It's up to you to do it consistently enough to keep moving those chains and don't have a bad throw or a bad rep, or penalty derail you.
0: Nick Ellard says, what was Hargrave's excuse? I think Levin is misdirecting. Well, you know, he had one play where he almost tackled Stafford before he handed the ball off. Um, But he has not been the consistent pass rusher that I was hoping he would be when they signed him and that he was last year. We'll see if that changes.
1: I mean, to be fair, uh, him and Armstead dominated against the Steelers. Those two together in the center destroyed that pocket over and over again in the Steelers. Against the Steelers. It didn't lead to statistics for them because Jackson was getting the cleanup sacks. But those two dominated that game. This game, we didn't see that same interior pass rush.
0: Carlos M says, Rob's trying to change your label. Levin's being real. Okay, so when I when I say things that are true, but negative, I'm a negative baby Grant Cone. When I say things that are positive, I don't really mean those. I'm just trying to change the label. Apparently, I can't win no matter what I do. Uh, but,
1: but- that, that baby con, that that's a sore subject, isn't
0: it for you? You don't like that label, open do you? you open like this. I'm going to celebrate this victory. Cheers, everybody. <laughs> you as you as don't like do it. It's myself. okay. You can admit it. I mean, if you have- don't
1: want to be baby cone. Try not copying his hairstyle. Try not looking like him. Has Cohen ever worn plaid? We need to go look.
0: Brandon Ayuk wore plaid on the way into the game. (laughs) No,
1: we did it to you.
0: (laughs) Um, But this is what I want to tell people. Brock Purdy did not have a good game. And we still put up 30 points. That tells you where this offense is. Brock was 17-25 to for 206 yards. He missed at least three touchdown throws in the game. What guys were wide open. And that was the one thing that, that had jumped out to me from the beginning with Brock. It was when the dudes open, he hits him. that he had always done that. This was the first time we saw Brock where he was just, just off. And look, that happens. He's never, he's not a machine. He's going to have games like this, but the fact that he could have a game like this when the other team was moving the ball and the Niners still put up 30 points is actually a really good sign.
1: That's that's what I tweeted out right before it came on. When your bad game is 17 <clears> for 25 with zero turnovers, you've been doing pretty darn well, right? That's his worst game. This is his worst game. and I, I, I don't think there's any question in terms of regular season. Because uh, yes. you could argue the Cowboys game was worse in the playoffs. But 17 of 25, zero turnovers, and he had the rushing touchdown. He also had a couple of quarterback sneaks to convert first downs. So it's yes. still a... I would argue a a decent game, but this is a game that if he hits just, he missed four, four easy throws. (laughs) One one of them, Juwan Johnson, probably not scoring, but it was a a big completion that would have gone. If he hits just two out of four of those, he has over 300 yards. He's 19 of 25 for over 300 yards and a couple touchdowns passing plus the one rushing. Like if he just hits half of the wide open throws that he had, he has a, you know, crazy Aaron Rodgers-esque efficiency type game.
0: But he has and to hit him. And I that like this that comment out. from Benjamin Bear. Purdy had a 95 rating today, the lowest in his career. Again, yeah. like 30 points were sitting there like, ho-hum, you know, another 30-point game. Like this offense did not always do that. It did not always perform like that. And then Christian McCaffrey came in and changed everything. And then Brock obviously helped with that. Um, let's get to some of the key points in the game. I think one of the most important points in this game came right before halftime Niners getting the ball. There's a minute and 45 seconds left. They're on their own 25 yard line. And the Niners are pinned deep for most of the day too. Unlike in week one, when they got the ball basically at like the 40 yard line every time. And the Niners start driving down the field. They hit the screen a little short pass to Debo. They hit the flat pass to McCaffrey. They run it up the sideline, big pass to Jennings for 20 yards. And instead of getting conservative at the end and they get to the one yard line after a couple of flags, a couple of penalties. I love that Kyle doesn't kick the field goal with one second left. He quarterback sneaks it with the most high percentage play, even though Brock has struggled with it. You're at the one yard line and McCaffrey can push him in and they got seven instead of three. And I thought that was a huge win huge win because it looked like the Rams defense was going to get a little bit of a small victory and the Rams are going to go into halftime with the lead they had just had a 13 play touchdown drive to take the lead and instead of going into halftime with a lead and momentum 49ers go into halftime tie score
1: there were two big turning points in this game going forward on fourth down and getting that touchdown was easily the biggest one because of everything you just said the second one was the first turn turnover And I I tweeted that out at the start of that drive. The first team that actually gets a turnover because there had been zero turnovers to that point, it's going to swing the game. And that's what happened. As soon as they got that turnover, I think it was lights out. The defense is on it. They know what's coming. If you noticed the defense started kind of, they were able to predict a little bit better in the second half. If you notice like they would drop into coverage, but they're a lot more aggressive about coming up. If they saw that wide receiver, Or running back or tight end start to peel off and do a curl. They were taken off up. Whereas I think in the first half they were sitting back and just kind of, all right, if they throw it, then I'll come up. And that was too late. And I think that turnover really messed with the Rams psyche. And I think you saw Stafford was off after that. Like they did not get the same, you know, consistent completions and moving the ball after that turnover.
0: And Stafford would have a worse interception later. Like, the first one was not his fault. He hit the running back right in the hands. Shout out to Isaiah Oliver. By the way, Isaiah Oliver had a monster game today. Had a couple of really big plays. Had a a third down tackle in the open field on the drive before the interception that really set it up. And then had a blitz late in the game on fourth down that blew up a Rams possession as they were trying to come back and stop them. So Isaiah Oliver had a, a bounce back game and he needed it. Stephen Duckett says Shanahan went for it on fourth down again, just for you, Rob. Yeah, that's right. I love aggressive Shanahan. Also D Ware says Moody is money. Third will be worth it. If he keeps it up, the dude made a 57 yard field goal in the game. Mm-hmm. That was looking huge for a long time. So, you know, again, everyone's going to tweet out third round kick when he eventually misses one. Dude crushed it today. So, That's just a weapon that they didn't always have that was very, very good. Um, Let's see. Other crucial points in the game. Let me just read quickly the second half possessions for the Rams. Punt, interception, punt, field goal, interception, turnover on downs, bullshit field goal at the end that does nothing and absolutely means nothing. This was a D'Amico Ryan style second half from Steve Wilkes in the 49ers defense.
1: Yeah, they did well. And I I do want to touch on this comment here because it kind of, relates you know uh, aaron rodriguez says hey rob will puka and and cup be a problem later on that kid looks good he's not wrong puka looks good but here's the thing that we're all gonna have to wait to see puka is playing the exact role cup does right cup plays ex- almost exclusively out of the slot puka is out of the slot that's what this offense is built for puka is running the same routes the does so which one of them is good enough to be a difference maker when they have to move to more of a traditional wide receiver on the outside where you have to run. I would argue much more advanced routes, you know, the, the slot, especially in, in this McVay offense, a lot of short underneath routes that are a little easier to, to run. And it's more about the scheme, getting them open than, you know, phenomenal route running. So I don't know if Puka would be a difference maker. I would all but guarantee cup gets his rollback. Puka is not going to remain the slot.
0: Well, he ain't so. going to be a difference maker against the 49ers, but this, we've seen this before. Right. We've seen a receiver for the Rams. Usually it's Cooper Cup, but we've seen them go off and go nuts right. and it doesn't affect the outcome of yeah. the game.
1: Yeah. Cup averages something like 11 catches per game God, against the 49ers it. the last couple of years. It doesn't matter because that's what they're doing. They're saying, OK, this guy is going to get what he wants, but it's all underneath. None of them are going to be huge down the field things. Right. And everything else we shut down.
0: Carlos says, Kyle Shanahan destroys quarterback confidence. Look at Brock's body language after a few bad plays. I think Kyle breaks down quarterbacks mentally over time. Guys, Brock Purdy's not going to throw two touchdowns every single week. Like, if anything, Brock Purdy doesn't get worn down. That's what we like about Brock, right? The poise, he doesn't get rattled or shook. Like, again, this is going to happen as he plays and people get more film on him and more film on what the offense is doing with him. This is going to be... You're going to have weeks like this. But like Levin said, if this is your bad game, 17 to 25 for 206 yards and a rushing touchdown and no turnovers, that's great. The 49ers are going to win with that. Yeah,
1: I don't think uh, Purdy is the type of player that can have his confidence shaken. Mm -hmm. He's got the, I hate to say it, but we all know that analogy best. He's got the Joe Montana quality where when pressure's on, there's no difference in him. He doesn't change. You know what I mean? And he's always confident. Now, you saw him, his body language be bad because he missed wide open throws. He was mad at himself, right? (laughs)
0: Probably, yeah.
1: I I don't think that's the same thing. And I'll tell Carlos the same thing that I told him in the DM because he DM'd me a a similar thing right before we came on. To me, different quarterbacks need different coaching. Brock is somebody you can be tough with. You can hammer him. He's not going to get his confidence shaken. I would argue Lance. And somebody like Alex Smith, they needed that Harbaugh guy. If you remember, what did Harbaugh do when that. he came in with Alex Smith? Alex Smith, right away, you know, franchise quarterback, we believe in him. He's perfect. You know, never got down on his quarterback. Was right. always building him up. Some quarterbacks need that, and some quarterbacks need the brutal honesty that Kyle's going to bring. I don't think Kyle was a good fit for Lance, because Lance seems like he he's not a very – probably doesn't have – a lot of like self-confidence he can get down on himself it seemed like he did to a certain degree but purdy is not that so i don't think kyle is capable of doing that And i think kyle being brutally honest with him will be better for him because that's what serves purdy
0: i'm alex rodriguez and i'm jason kelly from bloomberg this is the deal each week you're here is in conversation with business icons this show will explore deal making across sports media and entertainment
1: that is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as uh, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I
0: didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Why the hell did Sean McVay kick that field goal at the end of the game? Like, what was the point of that? That's just, that's weird. Uh, Superprime says Isaiah Oliver had some good snaps. Yes, he did, which we talked about. Ambry Thomas was getting picked on again, which brace yourself for that. That's going to happen more and more. Isaiah Oliver made big plays. And like I saw somebody say, well, Isaiah Oliver didn't make a play. The ball bounced off the receiver's hands. Yeah, but he caught it. Like that yep. is a play. God knows we've seen 49ers defensive backs <laughs> drop interceptions, especially against the Rams. <clears throat> uh, gameplan.exe watching on Twitch, which I'm at stats on fire on Twitch, if you want to follow me there. Still want to know how that Juwan block was illegal. Notice they didn't bring an official in on the broadcast. You can't do the crackback block. That block in and of itself is illegal. So that's why he got flagged.
1: I, I, I understand why the comment is there. Because I think it was. I, I, I agree that it's a penalty. But I think this was a little more of a gray, gray one. Because it wasn't like he's running down the field. He stops, turns around, and crackback blocks. He literally was standing there sideways. And the guy runs into him. And when he runs into him he goes into him to protect himself. Like The guy's not going to be looking at you despite about to run right into you. I think you should be allowed to lean into the hit. But it was slightly backwards. And that's what the rule, that's how the rule is written. You can't block backwards on that type of play. And that block was slightly backwards. But like I said, he was literally, you see him, he's standing there and the, the I think it was a linebacker was still five yards away. And the linebacker's looking at the ball carrier and just runs straight at him. There's not much Jawan Jennings could have done in that scenario but i think by the letter of the law it is a penalty it's just kind of it, it, it's not it wasn't a malicious one like you see a lot of times on that penalty it wasn't the reason that penalty exists put it that way
0: he drilled him i think he left i think it was a scaronic. i think he ended up leaving the game um but that was a penalty you know the niners had six penalties on the game they had 11 penalties last week 17 penalties in two weeks has got to get cleaned up. And they've they have they've had, like, the penalties have been dumb. There was a dumb, unnecessary roughness penalty on Dre Greenlaw, who, like, literally walks that line on every single play that he might get one. Jake Moody kicking the ball out of bounds, giving the Rams the ball at the 40-yard line. That was a dumb penalty. There were just really dumb penalties for the 49ers. And, look, they won both games, so that's good. It's good when you can learn from victories rather than learn from losses, but they got to get that cleaned up.
1: Yeah, there is a little concern there, uh, especially early on. Like, the defense was getting penalties early on. So that that was a concern. I do think they cleaned it up some. The defense played, like I said, a lot better in the second half. But it is a concern at this point.
0: Cynthia says Purdy was inaccurate over 20 yards. Yeah, he he had some misses. He did have a
1: couple completions over 20 yards in this game. He had the Jennings one, which was 31 yards down the field. Beautiful
0: throw. No.
1: Uh, you know last week technically he didn't have a 20 plus yard completion because Mm -hmm. the longest one was one yard shy. so he at least had one completion but yeah he needs he needs to hit i'm not going to sit here and say he has to hit every single wide open deep shot because no quarterback does mahomes has missed wide open deep shots nobody would miss wide open deep shots but he needs to hit at least half of them that that's always been my kind of line you need to hit half of the wide open deep shots,
0: <laughs> right? Cause they're wide open, right? You right. don't have to be perfect. Put,
1: put the air under the ball and let your wide receiver adjust to it. That's what I would say. A lot of his are still like, you know, almost on the line on those deep shots to where, okay, it has to be perfectly accurate. Otherwise it's not going to be caught because you're yeah. throwing a bullet. Whereas if you do the, you know, the Russell Wilson, Tom Brady also did it. They would throw these moon shots where it allows your wide receiver to adjust their speed. And then run underneath it. And the problem right. for the DB is, yes, the DB might catch up, but if the wide receiver does it right, the DB won't have a play on the ball anyways, because he's going to have his body in between him and, and the uh, ball coming down. So it's going to be a completion. It's just a question of did the did he get led enough to be a touchdown? You know, did the DB catch up? That that's what I'm seeing. Is he's he's throwing a bullet. Now I will say maybe he has to, maybe he can't throw yeah. the loft because the loft does take a little more arm strength. Because you got to throw it. If you think about it in terms of how far you're throwing the ball, it's a further throw because you're throwing it up, and that counts as distance, you know?
0: Obi149 says, Brock Purdy missed two or, two or three open deep touchdowns, but don't mind the calls or the types of misses. Hope Kyle keeps calling them. Agree? Two-minute drive was good and loved the fourth down call. Yeah, the the thing about the two-minute drive that I loved at the end, too, Brock is is showing me that he's really good situationally. You know, they get down the field. They don't have timeouts. They're running – You know, the clock is running down and Brock had a couple passes called and he just did one look quick. Number one guy wasn't open. He threw it away. He did it two times in a row. I think he threw it away more on that possession than I ever saw Jimmy Garoppolo throw it away. But, like, that's what you have to do to save the clock. And lo and behold, there was one second left, just enough time for him to get the quarterback sneak in for the touchdown at the end. But that management, one, Kyle trusting him for that, which now that I think of it was a big sign of trust, and two, Brock executing it properly, helped mm-hmm. them get the touchdown at the end.
1: I, I will say I wasn't overly a, a fan of the two calls that prior to the touchdown. You know, it was just, oh, we're going to run McCaffrey underneath, and that's it. You know, it was like, come on. You can be a little more creative. You can take a little more time. I thought they were going to do a fade to Ayuk on the first one, and they didn't. They were trying to have Ayuk distract so that McCaffrey could score underneath. I wasn't a huge fan of those play calls, uh, but they ended up getting the touchdown anyway, so it doesn't matter.
0: Ayuk was uh, banged up in this one. He was gutting it out on the field, was making me nervous. Shout out to Super Prime, by the way, new YouTube channel member. Become a YouTube channel member. It's less than $3 a month. You get priority comment response, custom emojis, membership badges. It's a great way to support the channel if you want to do that. Uh, I want to get to this because Kyle Shanahan is speaking, which, by the way, as we always say every week, if Shanahan says something that you think is interesting, throw it in the chat and we'll respond because it's hard to keep track of, you know, look at Twitter and, and host the show at the same time. Shanahan on Brock. The main thing he did today was protect the ball. Shanahan was not overly concerned with the three downfield misses, which he considered Purdy's only blemishes. You know why he's not concerned about 11? Because he's like, Hmm. don't worry, I'll dial up more.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. I mean, I I think Purdy's going to hit those more often than we've seen in this game. He's going to hit some of those. And those games would have been, those plays would have broken this game a lot sooner than it ended up. Yes. That that was the part, is it kept them in the game, which will come back to bite you eventually. It just didn't come back to bite them in this particular game. But uh, don't do that against the Seahawks.
0: <laughs> yeah, I was pulling for the Lions so hard today because we could have faced a situation where the Seahawks were 0-2 with two NFC losses yeah. and one loss in the division, which would have been perfect. But Niners get the win. Uh, if anybody sees what Shanahan said about some of the injuries, let me know because Ayuk was banged up. Uh, Debo got banged up, but he seems to be okay. But don't forget the Niners play on Thursday this week. So it's a mm-hmm. short turnaround, uh, 95 new YouTube channel member. Give you the fist pump. Anybody becomes a new YouTube channel member. You get a fist pump by me. Uh, I read the Rams second half possessions, by the way, Aaron Donald, one quarterback hit in the game. That was his entire stat line. And we didn't even have Daniel Brunskill. Just, no, like you, I, I mean
1: you, you, you said it on our uh, weekly show for the Gold Standard. A lot of it is not run skill; it was game planning. Mm-hmm. Kyle is not going to allow Donald to take over the game. Period. Or, yeah, and we saw that. Like that was the Debo effect. That's why there were so many of these short or end-around screens and runs to Debo because it spread out the defense and it made it to where Donald can't do anything.
0: Christian McCaffrey played 100% of the 49ers offensive snaps today. 54 snaps. Christian McCaffrey was in on every single one. He had another monster day, as always. 20 carries, 116 yards, had a 51-yard run. The dude is just also three catches for 19 yards. He's phenomenal. He's absolutely phenomenal.
1: So you mentioned Thursday game. I think because the Niners have won, you got to keep the tradition going, right? You got to wear that plaid shirt on Thursday. Wear the Woody shirt.
0: Do I? No, I got to wear the game day
1: shirt. as this shirt? But it's also Thursday. I got yeah. it. I got it. You wear that shirt with the plaid over top.
0: <laughs> or just wear the plaid <laughs> shirt and then change. Before I, the just game. Want,
1: I just want to be able to create more memes and photos with you wearing the plaid shirt. That's all
0: I want. Uh, Hit the thumbs up, by the way, everybody, if you could. Uh, Andre says, Saquon Barkley injured his ankle after two touchdowns today. Might not play Thursday. That's definitely a thing, too. Um, Oh, can we talk about the Debo touchdown run? I mean, first of all, like Debo Samuel is just a freaking lock to score a touchdown against the Rams. He's done it every single game he's played against them, either running, throwing, or receiving. He gets the ball on a pitch to the left. And it's just, it's absurd. There's guys everywhere. He breaks three tackles, Mm -hmm. trucks a guy, gets into the end zone. You know, IU got a lot of love last week because he was fantastic. But Debo still had five catches for 55 yards last week. This week, Debo, six catches, 63 yards, also had five carries for 38 yards and a touchdown. So that's over 100 yards from scrimmage from Debo reminding everybody like, hey, I'm still good.
1: I do wonder how much of the game script changed with the IUK injury. Because yeah. early on, it was definitely Ayuk was going to be the guy. And I do wonder if, because Ayuk got banged up, if they transitioned to, okay, we're going to do a lot more end rounds and screen passes to Debo and make this a Debo game. So I, I will be curious, by the way, to see. They said in the broadcast, uh, they reported that they were told it's a neck injury. for Ayuk, mm-hmm. not a shoulder. Although was, I guess the shoulder was starting to hurt a little bit too after a while. Um so I'll be curious to see. Like, sometimes adrenaline gets you through a game. Mm-hmm. If that's something that keeps him out on Thursday, like that does have the potential of not having him play on Thursday despite finishing this game.
0: Glass City says Debo wasn't on the injury report. Kyle said Ayuk had a shoulder injury, but he still played, and he thinks it's not serious. Don't. Who? That's yeah. irrelevant. <laughs> yep. Just wait Tomorrow to see what, what matters. And- Yes, tomorrow yeah. in the conference call, Ambry Thomas had a knee injury. Diamondo Lenore checked and cleared for a concussion. Um, but again, with, that's that's mostly good news, but just wait for the day after on the conference call because, like you said, adrenaline is a thing. Plus, you know, they got to play another game on Thursday. If you're Shanahan and Ayuk is a little banged up, it's the Giants. The Giants are terrible. Uh, do you they just came back and beat the Cardinals. What are you talking about? Did they actually finish it? I was. I know they yeah. were coming back. Um, they ended up winning by three, yeah. But you know maybe you figure rest Ayuk for a week give him like you know the week off and then he'll have extra time to rest up and be good to go for week 4 cuz you got the Cowboys coming up down the line too so if there was ever a game where you would maybe think you could get by without Ayuk maybe it's Thursday
1: the thing is because it's a Thursday game you got a 10 day rest after so if you're capable True. of playing play and then you get a 10 day rest so to me it's not a i'm going to rest him on Thursday so that he has two whole weeks off now You go ahead and play them on Thursday if it's not a case of, oh, you're really running the risk of losing them for eight weeks or something crazy like that, you know what I mean? As long as it's just like, uh, you know, a bruise or a stinger, something that's not, well, this is on the verge of breaking or really needs rest. Right. By the way, Russ uh, Wilson just threw a Hail Mary to tie the game. Ooh, there you go. (laughs) The pass came down at the five from the video I just saw. And was batted three times and then completed in the end zone.
0: Perfect. Jason Waltz has great win today. Everybody enjoy the victory. Yes, enjoy the victory. Mm-hmm. We are two and zero, and I get it that we were, you know, thinking we were going to stomp the Rams and all that stuff. But let's face it's a it, divisional it, the 90- game. Yeah, it's a divisional game. The Niners still put up 30. The Rams put up 20. Yes, they scored 23. A field goal at the end in a 10-point game with one second left in the clock. Like, I don't care about that. So I know that, like, the defense, you know, didn't look great in the first half. But I think they rounded into form in the second half. I think this was the first game, eleven where I felt like the defense did not come out fully charged. And maybe it's because they knew they're going to be playing a bunch of soft zone. I don't know whatever the reason was, but they didn't have the juice that they normally have. Now they turned it on in the second half, but usually the defense is the one that comes out and sets the tone today. It was not that way.
1: Uh, I I would argue that this was the McVay effect because what they were doing in the first half was exactly what you have to do against this defense. Like there were multiple times that, Warner started, you know, in a normal linebacker spot and then immediately at the snap dropped into his deep zone and what route ended up being run and completed? A route coming across and sitting right where Warner started to play because they knew that Warner is going to drop deep. He's going to vacate that area and you're going to have a soft spot in the zone. And so to me, this was a game yeah. plan by McVay that was just, you know, perfect to thwart what the defense did in the, in week one, which was Warner was dropping into a deep zone or he was blitzing. Those were the only two things Warner was doing in the game. And I think they kind of changed it up some in the second half, but I don't think it was so much that the defense didn't come out. It was that McVay had the perfect strategy to thwart them.
0: And like, look, quick passes, throwing the ball fast is not a new strategy against the 49ers. When you have a defensive line and a pass rush, like the 49ers have, that's what everybody tries to do. But like McVay didn't forget how to coach just because the Rams had a bad year last year. Let's not, you know, Let's not uh, think that. McVay is still a really good coach. And as long as Stafford is healthy, the Rams are going to be able to move the ball. But their defense, I mean, the Niners put up 30. It could have easily been 38, 40. This is both weeks, actually, 11. I thought the 49ers could have put up 40 points fairly easily. Last week, they took their foot off the gas. And this week, I mean, if Purdy hits one of those damn throws, they're going to do it. Yeah, it's nice, isn't it? <laughs> it,
1: it should work that know- way, the Titans haven't scored 30 points in 21 straight games. So <laughs> like there's, there's another side to this and we don't want to be there.
0: So, sorry. I've been so oblivious to any of the late games, the Cowboys whooped the jets. Who didn't see that coming? The giants actually figured finished off the comeback. That's pretty crazy. Um, anything else crazy have no. Okay. I was just, just looking the Chargers going to charge her, by the way, they still find a Can't way to Um But I think the Niners too, like, I don't think the Niners ever felt like this game was getting away from them. You know, I was nervous as a fan watching just because I'm nervous, but I don't think that the Niners ever felt like this game was getting away. Like, I think they scored a touchdown at the end of the first half, and they were like, all right, let's lock it down in half number two and take this thing home.
1: Yeah, I, I don't think anybody, I didn't see any, like, confidence or frustration. You know, I didn't see, like, the defense going, throwing up their hands and being mad. You know what I mean? Right. I think they knew what the Rams were doing. The Rams were doing the right things in the right moments in that first half. And I do think they made good adjustments for the second half. And that's why the Rams didn't do crap but get that, you know, pointless three points at the end of the game.
0: Right. Zero shift points out the field goal was for the spread. It's true. I believe it was Niners by seven and a half. Lo and behold, McVay kicks the field goal Niners win by seven. That is a bad beat right there. That is a very <laughs> bad, beat, man. That would piss me off if I had the Niners in this one. Oh my god. Um, I was gonna, I saw a comment that I wanted to click on, and now I i lost it, and now I'm mad about it. We do Damn have it. a
1: lot of international people in here. I'm seeing an Australia and a uh, Canadian
0: already. Let's go! I love it. Uh, sorry, everybody. I what what
1: time? To... Let's throw this one up here, Brett Davis. You know, you said you're in Australia. What time is it in Australia? Like, I I know the change for England. I do not know the change for Australia. I I would imagine they're almost polar opposite to us. I would imagine it's 12 hours from now in Australia. But I may be wrong on that. It also depends on what side of Australia he's on. So maybe include the city because, you know, there's a huge difference, just like the U.S. East Coast to West Coast of Australia.
0: Two and oh, baby. Andre says at least Brock didn't throw those two interceptions. Jimmy loves to throw another two today for Jimbo. I'll say this. I I have I'm just looking over my notes. The Lenore interception, the thing I wrote next to the Lenore interception, press coverage. The 49ers finally went to press coverage. So instead of Stafford being able to drop back and throw the ball quick, he had to wait. The pressure got to him and lo and behold, he throws an interception to Lenore. That's how the Niners defense is set up to beat you. Pressure that forces you into quicker decisions than you want to make or just flat out bad throws that the defense can take advantage of they never faced those in the first half they did in the second and the 49ers defense looked like the 49ers defense that we know and love
1: all right rob trivia time do you know where brisbane is in australia
0: yeah. i have no idea
1: <laughs> i can not i'm pretty sure it's on eastern but i got to look i'm looking yeah it's east coast so it is uh, i looked it up it's 9:53 a.m. where he is in australia but i saw other comments after i brought it out we got a new zealand coming in from glenn i saw wales I see Mexico right now coming in. Yep. I saw UK. I saw Scotland. Got a so lot no, no, of internationals.
0: You weren't listening to anything I said about press coverage. You're making that point. All you were doing I, was no, doing – I
1: you that you actually saw them adjust to press coverage. Congratulations. You were able to watch the game and figure that out.
0: Well, great. Please <laughs> tell me more about time changes. Hey, Reggie Phillies This says, is called
1: engagement with your fans.
0: Yeah, they are my fans. Uh, Wedge (laughs) says we have to keep Jennings on the team. He's a glue guy. He does all the dirty work and holds the team together. Cheap money. Don't tell Michelle. High-quality grinder on the team. I know Michelle hates Juwan Jennings. (laughs) He had a big catch in this game. And he had a big block Mm -hmm. on the Christian McCaffrey long run. Mm -hmm. Another week where the 49ers wide receivers are doing the dirty work. I have nothing. Like, he's like. Jennings is like Kendrick Bourne plus to me, to be honest with you. Cause I think he's better on third downs than Kendrick Bourne ever was with the 49ers. And he makes, he does dirty work. He makes plays when they need him. I love Juwan Jennings for a seventh round pick The guys. Phenomenal. Yeah. I mean, he he's good for what he
1: is. Let's just not mistake him for a real number two or anything like that.
0: No, but he's not a number two for the 49ers either. No,
1: no, he's not even number three. Did you notice that when I got hurt, who came in? Did was it notice? bell bell was the first one in the very next play after he went out there were oh, only two okay. wide receivers in and it was debo and it was bell so bell i think is the uh iuk replacement because he's able to do the intermediate and deeper stuff
0: yeah i haven't really I haven't really seen bell as a wide receiver he did get an offsides on a kickoff though so weird thing
1: uh <laughs> i just gotta throw this up here so that michelle has to listen to it <laughs>
0: Bay Marines <laughs> Michelle also thinks the Steelers are good. That's just me. Probably
1: not anymore.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah, that's true. Diego, shout out to Diego from Mexico. Appreciate you. Uh, watching on Twitch, Cog- Cogito, Cogito uh, says 9 50 a.m. here in Sydney. The Rugby World Cup is on in France. So, I've been watching rugby and 49ers mm-hmm. all night. That is a man, that is a day for you. That is pretty fantastic. Um, I didn't, I wasn't on Twitter as much Levin as I normally am. Were people complaining about Brock during the, during the game, like cursing him up and down. Cause I feel like there were
1: were comments, but it was more comments kind of like what we've said where he's been good, but he's got to hit those deep shots.
0: Yeah. But again, like this is the bad week for him. 17 to 25 for 260 yards. He's Mm -hmm. never going to throw. I don't think he's going to throw for a ton of yardage. Although if he had hit some of those deep shots, I guess it would have been more, but what you want from him is management touchdowns instead of field goals, whether it's through mobility or anything else. And I thought he managed the game great today.
1: That would be a good way to put it. (laughs) He managed the game. Mm -hmm. What do you need out of a game manager? Don't turn the ball over.
0: Glenn says, I appreciate Brock missed a couple of open guys downfield, but I'm also pretty excited that he can go long too. Lots of rhetoric. He can't throw a long pass. He overthrew them. I think that's promising. Yeah, he missed them. Like I don't, whether he overthrew it or underthrew it, he missed it. There was one to Jennings. He had Jennings open deep. And he just didn't put it in the middle of the field. He kind of put it over the top. Like, just lead him to the middle of the field. Um, But again, you know, you're not going to hit every single one of those. This was the first game we saw Brock have these kind of egregious misses.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's – so being able to throw the deep ball, every single NFL quarterback can throw the ball a minimum 50 yards, right? So it's not that he can't throw a ball 30, 40 yards down the field and hit a big shot. It's about accuracy. The weaker your arm is naturally, the more you got to torque your body and that leads to more inaccuracy, right? Mm-hmm. So it's it's not just you can't throw the ball deep. It's that in order for you to throw the ball deep, you gotta really torque your body and twist to get enough into it to get that distance, leading to inaccuracy. You know, some quarterbacks, they just have natural ability to create that deep ball, like Stafford stafford has a ridiculous arm oh my god he can hit a hit a 50-yard bomb and he doesn't have to torque his body rogers does that way you know how many times have we seen rogers in his career complete a bomb when he's throwing off balance you know what i mean purdy doesn't have that that's the difference
0: right and matthew stafford has one of the best arms we've ever seen yeah Yeah, there's a reason why he was number one pick Mal Kuiper told me that he thinks Stafford's arm was better than John Elway's. So, like, that gives you an idea of just how freakish his arm is. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. I can't believe I haven't brought this up yet. Christian McCaffrey breaks off the long run, mm. and he stiff arms and trucks our old friend, Akella Witherspoon. And Witherspoon gets up after the play, as you can see here if you're watching the stream, and he starts talking trash to Christian McCaffrey. It's like, dude, I just broke off a 50-yard run, and I trucked you at the end of it. What are you saying?
1: Can I just say, like, you're going to act that way when it's Christian McCaffrey, but when it was DK Metcalf hitting you with a cheap shot last week, you didn't say anything back. Granted, you were kind of lying on the ground hurt, but.
0: Well, that may have been. Not
1: that hurt. You played this week, but, like, yeah. You're going to talk to Christian McCaffrey, but DK you run away from. Okay. That's fine. As As long as you're making the tackle 50 yards down the field, I don't care.
0: Christian McCaffrey, another ho-hum, 116-yard. De- you could say he had a quote-unquote bad game too, right? He basically had the big run and for the most part was relatively held in check. But, like, he still breaks off one of those damn runs, it seems like, every single week. And I, I just don't want people to get spoiled, right? Yeah. Oh, you know, Purdy missed open guys. And McCaffrey only had the one long run. It's like we won for the 12th time in a row. They put up 30 points. We're 2-0, oh, leading the division life is good
1: yeah (laughs) life is definitely good
0: like let's not
1: lose sight of reality there were actual negatives to this game whereas week one there really wasn't (laughs) this game yeah there there were things that you didn't like things that could have been better but the reality is they won on the road which yes this is a sort of road game sort of not but it's still Uh on the road you still have to travel and you're not in the comfort of your own bed the night before and all that, but they're two and zero. And guess what? They now have what? Uh, I think it, it's nine home games to only five, or or sorry, six road games left. I think they have nine home games this year, right?
0: No, yeah, I it think eight? they have more. Well, if you count this game as a home game, it's even now, but they have well, more road games, I believe. But you're right, okay. 2-0 and and two road wins. That's another right. nice feather in the 49ers cap. Yep,
1: well on the way to 3-0. and We just, you know, hopefully the Giants didn't find their mojo, which I don't think they really have enough mojo to beat the Niners anyways. i am not been big on the Giants. I'm not big on Daniel Jones. No, the only he's... thing that scares me with Jones is if he can get out of tackles and he runs.
0: Yeah, he's going to have some of those. He'll have a couple of those, but they're not going to get beat if Daniel Jones has 100 yards rushing. Like He's going to have to throw the ball. Uh, Let's get to some of the post-game reaction now. Nick Bosa on his extensive workload. He said he's not too concerned about it. I feel good. I need a couple of games to get my body into football shape. Now that I'm through two and had a pretty good output, I'm only going to be up from here. So he basically just confirmed exactly what Mm -hmm. you said, Levin, which was, He wasn't in football shape. Even the great Nick Bosa, as good a shape as he's been, and I've been saying it, the only way you can get ready for football is to do actual football. And Bosa was gone. And so now, again, this is another thing, right? Like, yeah, we wish he was ready to go. We wish he was better. But even without that, you're still 2-0. So that's all good things.
1: You got to take what he says there with a grain of salt because what did he say prior to week one? Oh, I'm good. I can play the whole game. All right. I'll be fine. You know, so of course he's going to say, yeah, I'm good now. It's like, all right, we'll see Thursday.
0: Well, I think he'll be fine. What do you think? Nick Bosa is going to have a terrible year. I don't think that. No, that...
1: I'm just, well, by Nick Bosa's standards, he's had a bad year so far. He has no sacks.
0: Says, so he won't fade at the end of the season. Man, Bosa gets a lot of hate for a guy that just won the defensive. No, I'm of the year. I'm not hating
1: old. on him. It's the reality of the situation. He's had no sacks through two games. How many times in his career has he gone two games in a row without a single half sack or more? But
0: sacks are not the only measure of his performance.
1: Let's not pretend like he's made a whole bunch of other stops. He's not playing terrible. That's what I said in the beginning. He's not playing terrible. He's not being a difference maker. And this defense is predicated on him being a difference maker. That's why they had to make the second half adjustment of blitzing. Because they don't have that difference maker on the defensive line right now.
0: Bosa said the Niners made a couple of key adjustments against the run, targeted blitzes that helped turn the game in San Francisco's favor in the second half. Blitzes against the run that turned the game in the Niners' favor. That's interesting.
1: Yeah. I mean, th- they were running well. Williams had a really good game. Uh, I can tell you because my wife has them on a fantasy team, and I'm playing against her.
0: <laughs> Nobody cares.
1: <laughs> so, it, Yeah. It that is wild, by the way. We haven't even touched on that. Granted, it's a Rams thing, but Cam Akers didn't even dress for this game after starting yeah, I mean, last week. He's done well, it, yeah, the second time was... in a row, he's fallen into this.
0: Uh Andre says you can tell Bosa wasn't in shape. He was gassed pounding Gatorade all game. I have no idea about Nick Bosa's Gatorade consumption during the game. <laughs> I have no clue. Um, but again, like yeah, it wasn't perfect. But damn, man, it's still really, really good. This is the 49ers not being perfect, 30 points. Like you pointed out about the Titans. They would cut off their arm to score 30 (laughs) points in a game. The Niners are doing it on the bad weeks. So I I just let's just have a drink. Enjoy being 2-0. Like I always say, if you can't enjoy this part of the journey, regardless of how the season ends, then what are we doing here? You're investing a lot of time to be miserable most of the time.
1: The Niners have easily a top-five offense. It is not the quick strike ability of other offenses. Right. But it might be the hardest offense to make punt, (laughs) if that makes sense, right? Because Hmm. they have so many weapons, they're going to convert so many times. You know, this Wisniewski is not getting a whole lot of work. What does he have, two punts? Three, maybe? He
0: had four today. On the year?
1: He had four? Yeah. I did not think he had four today. But he only had one last week, which was right towards the end of the game.
0: Yep. He had four um, today, and two of them were inside the 20. One was a 67-yard punt.
1: Yeah, that's the one that bounced and went into the end zone. It bounced at like the eight and went flying into the end zone.
0: Uh, Jeremy Watson says, home game against the Giants don't need a leg injury. Don't worry. It's not in New York. It's a home game for the 49ers. <laughs> we, we, we've we served our time in MetLife Stadium. Um, so, yeah, I didn't hear Shanahan's like – um speaking about all the injuries I haven't I
1: haven't seen a whole lot of posts honestly from the Niners media like we normally do
0: hmm interesting I'm sure they were too busy you know asking very tough and difficult questions it might have
1: been a later press conference what it is it might have been delayed normally by the half hour mark of our show we have nonstop quotes they're just now starting
0: Brock talked about his overthrows he said those are on me I gotta hit him in stride and be better it's what you've got to do as an NFL quarterback and I take that upon myself boom We always used to praise Trey Lance when he stepped up and took responsibility. We should absolutely do it for Brock Purdy, too. I feel like Jimmy Garoppolo didn't do that. Brock clearly did. It's on me. It's my fault. Not we. Not we didn't hit them like Jimmy used to do. Not, hey, that's football. That happens sometimes. No. I got to be better. I love that from Brock.
1: Do you want to know what uh, Christian McCaffrey and Akilah Witherspoon said to each other, according to Christian McCaffrey? Because he just answered it.
0: Uh, what did he what was it
1: clearly he's being sarcastic he said that it was what's up man good to see you just casual conversation yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> i do want to know if i have a feeling mccaffrey said something that got Akello to respond Maybe. as they were going down because he did like stiff arm the crap out of him.
0: He absolutely did. Maybe he said, get the hell out of my way. Jonathan Marsh says, the secondary seemed to be giving too much room, maybe by design, though, to limit deep passes At any rate, happy to be 2 out. Yeah, they, they, clearly they were playing soft. Um, but, you know, maybe the Rams are just going to have a better offense than we think. Again, Sean McVay is no dummy. He knows how to coach. Puka Nakua appears to be really good. He's got more catches in his first two games than anybody has ever had in their first two games in NFL Six history. Six catches. Right, like you know, let's give the Rams a little credit. And again, they still only scored 23 points and three of them were at the end. It was completely meaningless. So, you know, as quote unquote successful as the Rams were, look at the game as a whole. And, you know, I would have taken 23 points. If you told me they were going to score 23 before the week started, I would have said, book it, Niners are winning. I'll take that.
1: Yeah, that's fair enough. It's, uh, it's what like I said, they, they've been playing this the last handful of times against the Rams. They're going to play off and allow the wide receiver to get the catch, but limit everything after. Mm-hmm. And what that's going to do is, yes, you're going to have a lot of catches. Cooper Cup, like I said, he's averaged something like 11 catches a game over the last like three years against the Niners, something like that. So you're going to have a lot of catches going to the underneath, especially out of the slot, which is what Puka filled in this game. But the thing is, there's no deep ones. There's no back-breaking ones. Everything stays in front, and it's up to the offense because it's really hard to convert over and over and over yes. again. And so what they're basically saying is, all right, we're going to play off. If you can make the right call and hit the right zones fast enough, get the pre-snap read perfect every single time and complete this eight times in a row, you're going to get points.
0: And guess what? It's really hard to do, especially because like that first Stafford interception, right? Like it to the guy receivers open, just clangs off the hands. Niners get the pick. That's the end of that drive. Like, Even all that stuff has to go right for you if you're going to score against the Niners repeatedly. And it didn't for the Rams today. And the Niners were able to take advantage, luckily, thanks to the 57-yard bomb from Jake Moody. By the way, 57 yards and like halfway up the goalpost. Did you notice that too? Like he didn't eke it over the crossbar.
1: It was big. I actually didn't see the field goal. I heard it because I was in the process of leaving work. So I could hear the TV and I heard that he hit it but I didn't get to see it. So I did not know it went halfway at the goalposts. But yeah, I mean, that's what he was drafted for. That's why he's a third round pick.
0: There you go. See, you got (laughs) to mention it. I want to get to this comment from Brock Purdy talking about his touchdown in the quarterback sneak. He said... What was Jimmy Garoppolo's secret? Brock said, I don't think there's a secret to it. As far as I know, we watched all quarterback sneaks. Jimmy did well, learned a couple things, but he never really told me the secret. It's all good. I love Jimmy. Of course, he didn't tell you the secret. That's the only thing Jimmy Garoppolo does good. You think he was going to tell you about it? Well, he clearly learned it from Tom Brady. Well, Jimmy Garoppolo's QB
1: sneak is identical to Tom Brady's and Tom Brady was so good at it.
0: Yes, but, uh, but that, what that's happened. the second
1: time Purdy's alluded to it, kind of hasn't hit on it dead on, because I don't think he's ever going to, that Jimmy was not being a mentor. Well, no. I think that's part of the rub, that when Purdy took over, Jimmy was jealous and stopped attending meetings, yeah, rather no than trying to help him.
0: You Trey know Lance I mean? was there trying to help right. him, and Jimmy just bailed. But Jimmy was elite at it. And I think there is a secret to it because Brady sure. does it or did it better than everybody else. And Jimmy's great. He's elite at it. That's his one elite skill. And Brock was bad at it when he first got in there. He, last year he was he had a couple that were just not good, especially for a guy whose quads are as ginormous as Brock. He should be a stud at it. But it looks like he's gotten better at it because he had a couple today and both one good scored a touchdown and he had another one and regained like four yards.
1: I, I didn't realize you were a, a Brock quad expert.
0: Have you they call him baby Bosa? There's a reason for that. It's the quads.
1: I do remember hearing that last year that he was baby Bosa.
0: Kind of like you being baby cohen, right? Nope, not at all. Just (laughs) don't want to throw flowers at the 49ers (laughs) constantly. Although today I've been I'm I've been positive today. I don't I think I've been more positive than you.
1: Probably, but that's because I'm always in the middle. So if it if it's a win, you're gonna be up here. You're the emotional one. I'm here, you're the one that when it's bad. You're way down here, and when it's good, you're way up here.
0: I'm the human one. You're the wet blanket. Um, looking at stats from the game, Niners just two of nine on third down in the game. Rams were seven of fourteen, so the Rams were fifty percent on third down. The Niners were just two. The Niners were just two of nine on third down in the game.
1: Were they two of two on fourth though?
0: They were zero of zero on fourth down. Who? The the Niners were zero of zero on I could fourth. Could have sworn they, they, they
1: two went, went for it on fourth.
0: No, the, the QB sneak was not a fourth down at the end of the first half. It was just there was one second left. So it was either field goal or try for the it touchdown. Was
1: fourth, though, but it must have been third.
0: No, because the Rams kept getting penalties to put the Niners. Uh, to
1: okay, that's why. I was going to say, I could have sworn they ran three at the goal line there. And then the QB sneak. But, yeah, that would be why. I could have sworn they went four down fourth, but
0: whatever. ATG Nat Blake says, favorite piece of memorabilia behind you guys? Uh, mine, really quick, is the Jerry Rice autograph that I have right there you can't see that it's an autograph but it's a picture I sent or I sent Jerry Rice a football card when I was a kid for him to sign and he sent it back to me with a letter and said I can't sign the card but here's an autograph picture so that's my favorite that's the Jerry Rice autograph and for you uh
1: well I I have to go with this I mean it's the first jersey I ever got I got it in sixth grade but I do kind of I haven't talked about and told you about this one because I just got it the ones behind my head My wife's extended family is all from Napa Valley. They all moved to North Dakota when they were, when her parents' generation were teenagers. So most of them grew up in Napa. She has an uncle that was 22 years old by the time the family went to North Dakota. So he's a big time Niners fan. I never actually got to meet him, but uh, they were going through his stuff. And he has tons and tons of Niners stuff. And one of the things he had, that is the Sports Illustrated story of the Niners season when they won the Super Bowl with Steve Young, which obviously Steve Young is my favorite player.
0: Oh, and nice. it is
1: in, like, mint condition. Like, no scratches, nothing on it. So I just decided to put it up behind me. They, they mailed it to me because they were going through his stuff. And they're like, hey, this we think this looks cool. Would you want this? And I'm like, if you mail it to me, yeah. <laughs> right.
0: Uh, Kalo says, stats is an optimism fire today. Yeah, that's right. I, again, if you can't enjoy the wins, you know, nobody, as far as we know, there were no serious injuries today. So we should be straight. We, up. we
1: need to come up with a nickname for the version of stats we get after wins. We, we need a catchy nickname. You know, you got Mimosa Michelle on our Friday show. We need a, a nickname for stats after I'll win.
0: Again, as your complaint that I'm too happy? Like, what is this? Patch Adams, you give me no. excessive happiness? Our nicknames always bad? Nicknames are normally good. Sugar not
1: nickname, Right?
0: The offense should have scored 50 today, had to settle for 30. Not bad. Yeah, see, that's like, that's what makes the 49ers offense so fun. They should, they potentially could score 50 every week. So if they're 20 points off of that, you still get 30.
1: <laughs> I, I do uh, I do like that you're getting a little more ornery, uh as the show goes on. It could be the blue moon. Just, yeah, like Mich- just like Michelle gets a little more combative as that mimosa yep. gets drank.
0: I mean, the alcohol gets a little less in the container, a little more in my container. You never know. Uh, Diego says, 12 weeks of regular season happiness for Rob in a row. That's right. 12 straight wins for the 49ers. It stands alone now. The second longest winning streak in 49ers history. By the way, it's also tied for the ninth longest winning streak in NFL history. It's tied with the 1990-1991 Washington football team, I believe. Yeah, we should be happy about that. Should I not be happy that there have only been eight longer winning streaks in the history of football than the one the Niners on are are on right now in the regular season?
1: So my question is: have you done the laundry? Do you wash the victory Monday shirt or is that going to be unwashed?
0: No, it's unwashed. Look, you don't ever mess with a streak. Whatever everybody's doing out there, just keep doing it. Please do your part for the team. If you don't wash the clothes, don't wash the clothes. If you have sex before the game, Keep having sex before the game. Yeah, during the game. Have sex during the Whatever it is, okay? Whatever you're doing, just keep doing it, please. We have to keep this going.
1: I might have to start one during the next winning streak, one of those two that we just mentioned. <laughs> okay. That'd be a good one to have going.
0: <laughs> I don't want to know any details of whatever anybody's doing. I should definitely point that out. But I'm just saying continue doing it and continue not notifying me about it.
1: Too late. That's what the comments are going to be now.
0: (laughs) Yeah, God, I hope not. Uh, I got this question. I feel like I'm going to get this every single week from Cogito Sam Mm -hmm. watching on Twitch. Rob, are you starting to believe in Purdy? He is checking all the boxes, man. Like I talked about that with Trey Lance when Trey was getting some run. And, you know, there are certain things you want to see from your quarterback. One of them, like we talked about, taking responsibility for your mistakes after the game. I love that. The game management at the end of the first half that we saw today. I love that. He continues to check the boxes. I'll be interested to see next week because, you know, Brock never really had a bad game. And this was, let's just call it his worst game, arguably. So does he have that sort of self-motivation and that fire to come back next week and maybe put up three or four touchdowns against the Giants on a short week? I'll be interested to see that, too but I am liking every single thing I am seeing from Brock Purdy. He's not giving me a single reason not to believe. I'll tell you that.
1: Hmm. Yeah. I mean, I'm pretty damn high on Purdy. Like I believed in him before. I just, you know, there were a little bit of concerns, like I said, over his ability of arm strength, mm-hmm. but I think every week that gets less and less. Like I become more and more a believer and I'm close to the point of saying, all right, I'm done. That's the franchise guy for sure.
0: It's, I mean, it's getting to that point, but you can ask me every week. I'm never going to say, yes, I know for sure. He's a franchise guy. Again, it takes me a long time. So just, you know, if you want to come at me, I'm going to keep giving you the same answer, but it's fine. I'll answer. I'll answer it every week. Uh, Incognito says I knew McVay was tired of being Shanahan's boy. He brought his a game. Plus he had two guys, that we had never seen on his team before. I expected a tough one against the Rams and I was sick all first half. McVay is a good coach and he definitely wants to stick it to Kyle Shanahan. I know it's in his head. I It's got to be in all of their heads, but also Kyle loves to beat McVay too because they're close friends. But I still think Kyle thinks like, I'm the master. You're the Padawan still, even though you've got the Super Bowl and I don't, I think Shan- in Shanahan's mind, it's like, hey, I taught you everything, you know.
1: So, uh on a different subject i think i know why there's no quotes coming out i i just checked mayoko has not c- tweeted a single thing since the game ended and uh, barrows has not tweeted a single thing since the game ended i'm guessing the media room at sofi has no wi-fi and no cell reception Because Ooh. for both of them to not have a single quote tweeted out to this point something is going on with that room they well might... other
0: people are tweeting quotes though
1: there's a few but there's not not everybody. Like there's a lot of beat reporters that have not tweeted a single thing yet,
0: yeah, my my anger with the beat writers continues. Uh, I'm
1: not it's not their fault. I'm sure if they could, they would tweet it out. But something seems weird. Like this is definitely the fewest amount of quotes we've had for a show.
0: Chris Biederman says the Rams scored seventeen points on three drives in the first half. They scored six points on seven possessions in the second half. Yeah, I think sometimes we get caught up in the idea of like, well, they did it in the first half, they'll do it in the second half. You can't just like double everybody's production and, and think that that's how it's going to go. And the Niners put the clamps down in the second half. For sure. I went through the, the drive chart earlier, if you missed it. Rams in the second half. Punt, interception, punt, field goal, interception, turnover on downs, field goal. They didn't do anything in the second half, and that's a credit to Steve Wilkes, and it's a credit to the Niners defense.
1: They made the adjustments, and that was what we saw. Uh, that was kind of the, the Robert Sala special. Sala often had first halves that were pretty mediocre, but it was always that second half they came out and shut things down. It was D'Amico that tended to have, like, the whole game was good.
0: D'Amico would have one drive. There would be yeah. one drive where the team would score, and then he would adjust, and it would be like, all right, that's it. You're cut off. Wayne Jr., Purdy is mid, as I thought, and without CMC, he's probably trashed. Again, like, this is your knock on Purdy? Was that what? He didn't throw any touchdowns today? That's your big knock
1: on him? CMC had three catches for 19 yards. It's not like he was getting a whole bunch of easy completions. It is very clear. The defenses watched offseason film and said, all right, our strategy is Christian McCaffrey will not be involved in, in the pass game. He will be taken out of the pass game and make Purdy beat you by throwing to the actual wide receivers, and Purdy is doing it. He missed some throws today, but he's... He's been what we hoped he would be for that
0: way. Right. Wayne says, I thought he was a real deal. I'm not hearing that. He's mid. Okay. I mean, okay. He has to throw two touchdowns every week. That's the thing. Like he throws two touchdowns a week. You dismiss it. And then the one week he doesn't throw two touchdowns, all of a sudden now that's your proof. I mean, if you discount all the good stuff somebody does and only look at the negative, yeah, then, then they look pretty mid, right?
1: It's like, yeah, yeah, it's, it's like cool. you tre- and how you treat me. You discount everything good and try
0: to pretend I'm mid it's not that much to discount let me just say that (laughs) well remember Mike McGlinchey a couple years ago was like hey if you take out all my bad plays I'm still pretty good (laughs) it's like yeah well of course if you ignore all your bad plays what's the flip with Purdy if you ignore all the good stuff and just look at the quote unquote bad which again I don't think today was that bad that changes how somebody looks
1: of course hey I'm going to eliminate this part of the equation no the equation is the equation The results are the results. He didn't have his best game, but this is arguably his worst game as a starter. And he was 17 of 25 with no turnovers.
0: I think that Vish said it best on Monday. He said, if you're waiting for it to look a certain way with Brock Purdy, it's never going to look that way. Like some of the throws Stafford made today, Brock is just never going to make those throws because he's physically a different quarterback. But that's not the only way to do it. And you shouldn't downgrade somebody. Nobody downgrades Tom Brady because he can't run right like that's that's just everybody has their strengths and weaknesses he's not Um, he's not
1: going to have all the crazy throws right he's not going to have the like you saw stafford do that flick throw for a completion i think towards the end of the second half like he's not going to have that but we know we know that he has one elite trait already and that's his escapability inside of the pocket yep and that is a truly elite ability i would argue that he is showing so far a second elite ability. And I would argue it might be the most important one. And that is a mental ability to process. He diagnoses things pre-snap correctly, almost every single time. And in the play, he's making the right reads almost every single time. He's not throwing it when it's not open. He, his anticipation is off the charts. He throws so many times before the the wide receivers actually made their break because he's able Mm -hmm. to recognize he will be open. So I would argue that to this point, he has shown a second elite ability, and that's the mental aspect of being able to process and diagnose things and coverages quickly, and that, to me, is the most important thing for a quarterback. And if he can end up being really, really good at that, then we have our guy.
0: I agree with you, um, and a good example, as Pop Ellie's Ornaments, the great handle, says, wow, a quarterback mispasses in an NFL game. Exactly. On the, the final drive of the first half, Niners, they throw the screen to Debo. He gains like 20 yards, whatever it was. The next play, the Rams decide they're going to send the house. They're going to blitz everybody. And Purdy just catches it, looks, immediately turns and fires and dumps it to Christian McCaffrey off in the flat for another big gain. I think it was like 10 or 15 yards. I can't remember the exact gain. But even Mark Sanchez on the broadcast was like, damn, man, like this guy just never looks rattled. He just drops back. He knew exactly what he was doing the whole time because he diagnosed it before the play. And you know I love to listen to the little tidbits that the broadcast puts out. Did you notice, uh, whether it was Sanchez or Laura Oakman, somebody on the broadcast, I can't remember who, said that Purdy goes to the line of scrimmage with, quote, a menu of plays in his head, not just Mm. one or two, and that a lot of times Purdy has to be the one to read the defense or, or to put the Niners in the best position with what play he picks, whether or not he chooses to audible or whatever. So that's another part of the game that, doesn't show up in the box score that maybe and we no should...
1: other quarterback has had with Shanahan.
0: We did uh, not have that
1: with Jimmy. We did not have that with Mullins. We did not have that with CJ Beathard. No other quarterback in San Francisco has had that amount of trust from Shanahan.
0: Man, Wayne is in the comments. Dallas will scrape us if he plays like that because the Rams ain't really how Dallas do against Brock last year. Cause I'm pretty sure the Niners won that game, Wayne. Does that not count? Again, are you discounting that too? Like, again, we've seen this. So come at me with the frigging Cowboys, man. Get out of here. Stop trolling. This guy's miserable after a win. Brock Purdy's mid because he didn't throw a touchdown. But if he threw two touchdowns, he'd still be mid. <laughs> what kind of argument is that?
1: Who is that? Grant Cohn? <laughs> I don't
0: know what it could be. <laughs> uh, how about Chad says, Brock's the most exciting quarterback we've had since Garcia. Mm, I don't know about that. I would call Kaepernick more exciting than Kaepernick, yeah. Kaepernick's ability said, that oh he just ran for 80 yards. Right. He could break an 80 yard run at any point. I'm
1: not saying Kaepernick was better. I don't know at this point who is better. Purdy is certainly looking better, I would say.
0: Right. We're talking I, I'm most- pretty
1: high on Kaepernick, but exciting. Kaepernick yeah. was
0: insane that jump throw against the Seahawks to Bolden on that touchdown pass. Like you didn't know what the hell Kaepernick was gonna do back there. Yeah.
1: He could miss throws by five yards sometimes. Yeah, that that was that was his big issue was his his accuracy was very hit or miss. He have the spectacular throw followed by where the hell was he throwing that?
0: And that's why I think so many people, especially Shanahan, like Brock. It's because, like, you know what he's going to do. He's going to get the ball to the open guy. He's going to hit the open man and the offense is going to do what it does. And yeah, does he throw some screens sometimes and gain some yards? Yup. Guess what? So does every quarterback in the NFL. But Brock has had excellent game management. He didn't put the ball in harm's way a single time. There were no almost picks today, no drop picks, no nothing. So, like, again, I don't understand the hate. I really don't.
1: Some people just want to be miserable. Yeah. Some people
0: want to see the world burn. (laughs) Some people just want to watch the world burn. Somebody said I'm missing super chats. I apologize. Oh, Carlos says Brock Purdy also threw dimes on third down. We lose with Jimmy Garoppolo. That's an interesting question. I don't know about that. Here's what I do know that I that I feel like would not have been the case with Jimmy Garoppolo. When the Rams were scoring on every possession in the first half, I was like, all right, it's going to be one of those games. And I felt totally confident that Brock Purdy was going to be able to win a shootout. Totally confident. Like, you're going to challenge this guy to put up 30 points? Okay. That's all the guy does. So that's a difference from other 49ers quarterbacks.
1: Yeah. I'll say this. I feel confident on a third and six. I haven't felt that in <laughs> – a decade plus yep (laughs) like legitimate i i don't feel i haven't felt confident since probably the first or second year with kaepernick on a third and six because kaepernick i felt confident either somebody's gonna be open or he's gonna run for it
0: that's fair i feel a comfort that i have not felt in quite some time and it's a beautiful beautiful thing 49ers get the win. Want to thank everybody. Uh, make sure you like and subscribe to the Gold Standard Network YouTube channel, please. Hit the like button if you could. Also, rate, review, and follow the Gold Standard Podcast Network. If you leave a review on iPod, uh, Apple Pods, excuse me, five-star review and a comment, that really helps us jump up the charts. It helps people discover us. That's one of the hardest things for us to do is get people that don't know about us to the party. So if you could do that, that would be huge. Please, please, please. And thank you, Eleven. Thank you so much for hopping in the Instant Reaction Show. I know you were traveling, had to. you were working earlier, you had to travel. So thanks for hopping in.
1: My pleasure. I love talking to you, Rob.
0: Yeah, I know you do. That's why you came here with me. And that's why you invite me, because it's right. a mutual thing. Well, mutual is a stretch. Let's not <laughs> say things we both know are obvious fabrications. But anyway, thank you, everybody. This will be up as a podcast uh, very, very shortly. And uh, Vish and I will be back tomorrow, 10 a.m. Pacific time. See how fast I did that calculation in my head, Levin. 10 a.m. Pacific, Vish and I will be live under review. We'll take a second look at at the game, take your questions, your comments, all that stuff. But thank you, thank you, thank you, everybody. Enjoy the rest of your night. Enjoy the 49ers win, baby. 12 straight in the regular season. We'll talk to you next week. Touchdown! Save! And Francisco!